0: I do not like it. Valentinelli kept his tone low. The door to Claire's workroom, a sturdy strapping chunk of dark oak, was the only witness to their whispers. That and the short hall before the stairs leading to the hall from the sunroom, which Claire was certain had not sported this outgrowth before. Do not think upon that. For the moment, there is much to be gained from his collaboration. "'Claire suppressed a sigh. "'Simply watch him. "'When Miss Bannon returns, you shall give her an account of—' "'You shall not stir one step beyond this house without me, Mentale.' "'Ludovico was most troubled. "'The fact that he had dropped his punch-indued accent "'and the exful crispness clearly said as much. "'I am responsible for—' "'I am visiting an old friend.' Tarshinger is a well respected man, and he is exceedingly unlikely to put me in any danger, except perhaps the danger of being bored to death when he begins to go on endlessly about the wonders of carbolic. He lowered his voice still further. I need you here, with both eyes on that Mentath. Who knows what he will. The knob turned, the door's hinges ghost silent as it swung open, and there, framed in the doorway, stood francis vance arranging his sleeves as if about to sally forth through his own house door he had apparently shed the ropes binding him sir and sir he nodded to both of them where are we bound then valentinelli frankly stared claire sighed a sound perhaps too much aggrieved the damn man was a nuisance now instead of an adversary I suppose it would be too much to ask for you to remain where I place you, Dr. Vance. Oh, indeed. His smile was far too merry. You are quite interesting, Mr. Clare. I do not know how I have escaped you so far. Oh, you are a bastarde, as Ludo would say, and I shall call you to account for that remark at some other time. No doubt it is because of my fineness of morals allowing you an advantage. Bad-tempered of him, and ill-mannered too, not worthy of a menteth. Or a gentleman. No doubt. Vance did not take offence at all. Were it not for such a fineness, sir, you may well be my rival instead of my foil. I repeat, where are we bound? And I answer to consult the controversial Edmund Tarshingell. You no doubt have an acquaintance with the gentleman? I do. Clare nettled, glanced at Valentinelli. Let us be on our way, then. You may be more useful where I may watch you, sir. And Tarshingell takes his dinner early. Portugal Street was crowded even at this hour. Holborn was famous for its taverns and diverse entertainments, and additionally for closed front houses, where several fleshly pleasures of the not quite legal variety could be found. In a word, ancient molly houses, winked at even in Victrix's reign, reared slump shouldered in the yellow Londinium fog. Their frowning faces were a reminder of their unhappy status, and the laws regarding such sport had not eased much, if at all. However, since Tarshingel was not at his penitent Golden Square address among the musicians, it was to Holborn that Harthel was directed to point his clock horse's heads. And in the carriage, Valentinelli glowered at Vance, who was silent, perhaps sunk in reflection. Or turning some plan on the lathe of his nimble faculties, who knew? The tall, narrow pile of King's College, its bricks pitted by corrosive rain, rose solemn and frowning, as evening gathered in the yellow fog. If Tarshingale was not at home, he was here, treating all patients with polite, scientific indifference in service to his theories. He was no menteth, charmer, or mender, no. Tarshingale was not even a genius. He was dedicated— had graduated at the top of his class and humorously insisted on muttering